Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Opportunity Knocks. It was a it is a pleasure having you here. I can't thank you enough. We're actually streaming live today on a couple different Facebook pages, playing around with some technology, trying to improve our game to bring you the best in the podcast business. We have a repeat guest today. He was our first technically. He was our second guest, but he was the first one we produced. My daughter, Allison, still reminds me every day, Dad, I was your first guest. But today we have the privilege and pleasure of having my good friend Thomas Keenan joining us again today. Tom is a noted author of what is now an Amazon best-selling book entitled, Are You Ready For It? If you got sensitive ears, put your earmuffs on. It's called Unfuck Your Business, and it is an absolutely brilliant essay on why core values are so important to everybody and anybody in the business world. Um, Tom has is, is been a good friend to me. Uh, he has been a supporter of what we do here. He's been someone who's lit a fire under my ass several times to do some, to take on some bigger and better product projects. And Tom, I want to welcome you back and thank you so much for joining us again. Good afternoon, Dean Miller. Um, I'm grateful to be here as always, sir. And uh, I always enjoy my, my time with you in our talks because you're one of the select few who just get it, you know, and you and I can go down the deep rabbit holes that uh, the common man just can't. And I, I truly appreciate that. That's I, I, I greatly appreciate that because that's that, you know, that's it's part of why we do what we do. Um, I, I love having high level business conversations with people uh, and and. Tom and I, for those of you who don't know, Tom and I had a, a mutual acquaintance who's a business coach and marketing coach, a guy by the name of Dean Mercado from a company called Online Marketing Muscle here on Long Island. Um, I know Dean definitely, Dean Mercado definitely lit a fire under your ass and he puts his foot in mine pretty much every every week when we speak. Um, but he's one of those guys who holds holds me accountable to being the visionary that I am. And I think that Tom is as well. And and I don't use that phrase lightly. It's meant more and more people have said that to me uh, because I am so easily distracted and living in the minutiae and the tactics that I let the visions and the ideas flourish. And I don't do a good enough job of, of getting to the finish line. And I, part of the reason why I loved having Tom on the podcast when we started and, and what I'm hoping to get out of him today is how he's reached the finish line and reestablished what his next finish line is, because this is as much a motivation for me as it is for what I hope the, the audience gets out of it. Um, so, Tom, give us a little update. Since we last spoke, you were running top class installation, still mm -hmm. still your your breadwinner, still your yep. one company. Um, but you have taken on a major life change. Yeah, a little bit. I spoke. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Uh, so uh, today's Tuesday. Yes, today's Tuesday, right? I think so. Today's Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Tuesday of this week was one week that I've been in my new home. So I just moved. I was born and raised in Franklin Square, New York, on Long Island. Uh, got married, moved out to West Islip, about you know, a good thirty minutes from where I grew up. Lived there for nine years and uh my wife and i literally just picked up and moved ourselves the entire family dog included uh halfway across the country and we are now in dallas texas um and this was something that was uh was not a quick easy decision even though friends and family are like you're nuts you just made this decision on a women left no i promise you we did not this is something that we've been discussing for over two years and the timing and everything just seemed to work out for this past summer to make the move. I'll tell you from a real estate standpoint, you picked a great time to move. The market here on Long Island is absolutely insane. Uh, prices are going through the roof, but interest rates are still at an all time bottom. So yep. like, like I've told many of our, our prospective clients, 
you know, who, who ask, is it, a, is it a good time to make a move? It depends on your financial situation. Uh, but if you're, if you're one of those people who are looking to sell and do the escape from New York, as we've been referring it to, to <laughs> so many people, it's an absolute wonderful opportunity to maximize on the value of your property while still being able to relocate and with the interest rates being what they are, such a, such a powerful time and opportunity to make a move and improve the quality of your life if that's how you define it. So yep. congratulations on the move. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Well, what stirred up the whole thought of let's leave New York? And because, like you said, this was a long process for you. So yeah. it clearly wasn't a pandemic-motivated decision. So when you just mentioned a couple minutes ago uh, when you were introing about being the visionary who kind of gets caught in the weeds and the tactics and losing focus, yep. that's what happened to me. So we have this conversation. My wife and I discuss it. Hey, this sounds like a pretty good idea to pick up and, and move. We didn't know exactly where. That Later on, we figured that out. But two years ago, we started having these conversations around getting up and leaving. And then it kind of just, it fizzled. It was still in the back of my head, but it wasn't something that I was actively pursuing on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, COVID hits, and um, I think we all had a choice. Okay, I know I did, and I started out going down the wrong path. So like most people, and, and I, listen, for the past couple of years, I work from my home office. I don't have to leave my house ever except to go run errands or whatnot or go see friends and family. Um, <clears throat> so COVID hits, and... I find myself drinking more than ever. I find myself stuffing my face with more crap food than ever. And gym shut down in New York. I was going into the gym anywhere from three to five days a week. For two years prior to that, I was physically strong, but I wasn't in the best of shape. And I said, you know what? I've got, a, I've got a choice here. I can come out of COVID in worse shape than when I went in, or... I could do some work on me because this is the opportune time. Let's face it. Most of us aren't as maybe in the real estate business is different, but most of us weren't as busy uh, when COVID hit. And it was like, all right, well, I have this time. What am I going to do with it? And um, I don't know if you ever heard the name, but there's a gentleman by the name of Andy Frisella. Of course. Yeah. So Mr. Mr. Andy Frisella, he's the owner or co-founder of First Form Supplements. Um, and he, he designed a, um, a challenge pretty much. It's called 75 hard and 75 days straight of you, uh, following a very strict detailed program that he outlines to become the most elite version of yourself in the end. That's the goal. And I said, you know what, for a year or so I had considered doing it and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I can give up drinking. I said, you know what, man, going into COVID and then getting to that point where I just felt sick in my own skin. I was like, you know what, let me, let me roll the dice here. This is the opportune time to do it. And I started doing it. And here's the quick recap. It is read 10 pages, a minimum of 10 pages a day of a self-development book or pers personal development business book. Uh, drink a minimum of one gallon of water per day. No alcohol whatsoever. Follow a, a diet or meal plan of your choice, whatever you feel is reasonable. Okay. And no cheat meals allowed. And two 45 minute long exercises per day. So one of them has to be outdoors regardless of the weather. So I said, okay, let me get to it. And what I thought was going to be the most difficult part for me, because I know you like me, I like, I actually enjoy drinking a beer or having some vodka sodas. I, I, I really do enjoy it still to this day, but I thought that was going to be the most difficult thing to get rid of. And it wasn't. 
So that, that came off the diet, went out the window. And I was so focused on getting through the 75 days that that was no longer a concern of mine. So what winds up happening is you start going through these massive changes and very rapidly because you're removing all of this garbage and all these toxins from your body. So in my old home office in West Islip, um, you know, uh, my desk is over here and I got all these monitors in front of me, but over in this section right here, my wife bought me this amazing uh, piece of artwork that says, I refuse to be average. She got it for my birthday a couple of years ago, and it's actually one of my core values. My personal core values is I refuse to be average. Okay. Like it's super important to me. Like I have it written down. It's all nope. over the place. Nope. <clears throat> so day three of 75 hard, I'm here sitting at this desk. Meanwhile, it's, it's in New York. And I'm doing some work and it was like a light bulb. The epiphany went off like, boom. It's like, holy shit. I'm average. Stop there for a second. Mm -hmm. What, what was it that made you feel in that moment? Yep. Define what average, because average is different for everybody. Sure it is. Sure so it is. Tell, tell me what it is that made you realize this is how I'm defining average. And this is what I am. Yeah, well, first off, I, I realized that I had been settling for average. So I was allowing average into my business. I was allowing average relationships around me. I was allowing average health and fitness for myself. And I said, you know what? Like, it's, it's got to be better. If I, if I, I'm, I'm doing well here in life, personally, and in business. We're doing pretty good, okay? But what happens when I start making those those minor tweaks now. What happens when I start making those 1% shifts mm -hmm. that will now elevate me to bigger and better things? And that's just started on this whole process. I mean, the, the clarity that I had uh, by going through this whole 75-day hard challenge it was, was just crazy. And uh, it's something that um, I, I'm really grateful for because day three, I get this epiphany. And by day five, the house is on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's how fast things were going. So is was was it as a result of making that commitment to change, or or was it a result of making that commitment? I don't want to say to change, but just making that commitment mm -hmm. that gave you clarity, or was did did something happen? To me, average people sit around and don't take action. Okay, they talk a lot about it. They don't do it necessarily. And I, I looked and reflected and said, well, shit, I talked about this for two years now and I haven't done a damn thing. And my kids are of the age where it wasn't going to affect them in a bad way, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I, my, my oldest is six and I have twins who are four at this point. Right. So make a move. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfect time to make a move. And, and on top of it, they hadn't been in school since March anyway. So you know, whatever friends they had seen, they haven't seen them in, in close to six months at this point in time. Yeah. So it was like, right, this is, this is just the way to go. And then, like you said, the real estate market in New York is just popping. You know, we wound up getting offers on my house that, that I almost fell over on because I couldn't believe how much money we wound up getting for the home. And then I come down here and I realize what I can get for my money. And it's like, well, holy shit. So it's, it just worked out, you know, and I think one of the things, and I talk about this a lot in my book too, it's so important if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or someone who is, um, who is thinking of becoming one of those, you, you have to go into the mindset with this. 
You have got to start a business, but you cannot be the one doing the fulfillment forever. You have to build a business that you can begin to start delegating tasks off to other people within the company. And that will allow you to, to focus on the higher revenue or higher dollar activities, right? We talk about that in a, in a time bucket exercise. Right. Uh, but at the same point in time, it allows you to go out and do things and spend time with the loved ones who are ultimately more important than your business will ever be. I love it. It's great. It's great perspective. And it, it really is a very, it's very eye opening. And I, I don't say this because we're friends or because I, uh, or, or any other reason the, the book was, I, I actually, when, when we spoke yesterday, I actually pulled it up on audible because I have multiple copies of the book. Uh, I have one at home and one in the office just for me. And I've got a couple others that I ordered that I'm going to give out. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I got the book on audible as well, because the hearing, hearing you yell at me at one and a half, you know, at 1.4 speed, um, Really, it, it, it was great because it stirred up so many things that since we last spoke that I looked at and said, you know, there's been an evolution for me um, in some ways for a much, much better and in other ways going backwards. And, and mm -hmm. it was good timing that that Corey had kind of uh, asked me to Corey, our producer, had asked me to, to reach out to you and said, Let, let's do a, a kind of a follow up with Tom. Um, and it, it lit that fire under my ass again to say, you know what, you're making progress. But are you really moving forward? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, sometimes inertia just keeps you going. You're not putting any effort behind it. You just keep going until you stop. Um, and between between listening to what you had to say yesterday in the audio book uh, and, and listening to, to our friend Mr. Mercado kick me in the ass on Wednesday like he does three out of every four weeks, um, it, it really was eye-opening. And, and it put me, and I'm glad we did this because it put me in a position to go back and reevaluate our core values. And, and I want to... You know, we the bit from the business side, we very much look at it and said, let's keep it simple until we can evolve the company. It's all about being hungry, humble, and smart. Those are three things that I'm very passionate about. Uh, I have the desire to grow the business. I have a desire to improve myself. I'm I'm hungry for more opportunities for growth. I I believe that as much as I can be an arrogant jackass at times, at the end of the day, I'm truly a very humble person. I don't need a lot of things. Um, you know, even the things that I have, it's too much all too often. I say it to my own wife and kids is you don't need that. We don't need that around. Let's get rid of it. Smaller, smaller is better. Um, and then the smart part, you know, I, I, I always claim that I'm not a book smart person. I was an average student in high school. I became a professional college dropout for many years and wasted a lot of time, effort and money. Uh, and it's a badge of honor for me, but I love to sit down and learn. And, and when I get opportunities to teach, I learn more than anybody else in the room. But when, oh, I, yeah. when I sit down with smart people around me, and I love the point that you brought up before, you were settling for average people around you. Um, and, and that's something that I think we all have to take a hard-ass look at sometimes and say, are the people that we're closest to, you know, I think it was Tony Robbins who, that I first heard it that says you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, look at who those people are. And sometimes that's scary because those people are your mom and dad, your husband or wife, your spouse, your significant other, your own kids. Um, you know, you're not going to cut them off if you truly do love them, but you've got to expect more out of them at times or at least expect different out of them and tell them where that, that line is. And I heard you say something, I don't know if it was earlier today or in our conversation yesterday or in the book, uh, but your refusal to, you know, your, your, your acceptance of using the word no more often. And I, I look back on my, my, you know, it's that time of year where it starts to get ready to do next year's business plan. And about 10 months ago, I said, my, my mantra for 2020 is going to be real simple. 
control your calendar and learn to say no. Mm. And I've gotten off of that a lot, but the fact is it always comes back to me. Um, you know, when I say yes to something, I'm like, son of a bitch, I was supposed to say no to that. And, you know, I took a call right before, right before we got on, we got on the air here today. I'm like, son of a bitch, this guy's going to take up eight minutes of my time and I've only got nine. Yeah. Uh, so I had to put him in his place. It, you know, it was my mistake for answering the call, but I had to put him in his place and said, this is unscheduled. We're going to have to re- reschedule it. Sure. Um, and I didn't feel bad about it one bit. And that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it. So let's, let's go back to it because you did reference your personal core values. Mm-hmm. Walk me through and share as much as you want or tell me I'm overstepping whenever you need to. And you, you know me, you can, you can tell me to go screw off whenever you need to. Mm-hmm. Give me some idea as what's the commonality between Tom Keenan's personal core values and the core values of any of your businesses? Sure. So uh, for me is uh, I refuse to be average is, is one of them. They're, they're pretty simple. Um, communication. Communication is huge and communication overlaps to every one of my businesses. Communication is always a core value and always will be in any business that I ever own. So I like to have the open, direct conversation. If you got to tell me something, whether it's good or bad, I'm from New York as you are, please just just spit it the fuck out and give it to me. You're not gonna I, don't, I don't have time for the bullshit. I want to hear it. <laughs> you will not offend me. Oh, well, you might, but we have thick enough skin where, but but seriously, you know, I, I rather someone just cut through the BS and give me the information, whether it's good or bad. I don't want to play the games. I don't want to beat around the bush. Just give it to me. Okay. So for me, communication is tremendous. I can't stand when people don't communicate. Uh, It, it drives me, drives me bongos too. And this, this is somewhat related to the core value when people don't communicate or will not uh, adapt and use technology, even at the lowest levels to communicate with me. Um, that, that drives me crazy. Is that, um, is that because, uh, so one of the things we do in our business, we always ask, we always ask people who want to work with us, whether they be agents or consumers, you mm-hmm. know, what's your preferred method, method of communication. And we want to talk to people in a way that they want to be spoken to. And yep. we believe it's our obligation to learn how to use those other methods to accommodate them. That's what makes for a good client relationship. Is that, is that a, a limiting factor for you or just a frustration point? That's a, it's a know, frustration point because okay. just like you, I'm omnipresent. I'll communicate with you on any platform that you want. And and whether it's, you know, WhatsApp, Facebook DM, Instagram DM, text message, email, I'm there. Yeah. So whatever you're more comfortable with, I'm with you. And that's that's one of the things that uh, I try to teach all my, my coaching clients too, just as, as you mentioned. Wherever your client reaches out to you, whatever platform that is, continue the conversation there until you actually ask them, hey, what's best for you to communicate? Right. And until they say something otherwise, continue the conversation there. So if a guy reaches out to you and sends you a, a DM on Facebook, you know, don't ask him for his email and start communicating on email. Mm-hmm. It's what, you know, it's funny. It's one of those things. So we started the community spotlight show. We're doing the whole, if you live here thing, it's, it's been a huge, it, I, I'm going to call it a huge success for me. I mean, listen, it's not making us money and it's not, it's not blowing things up where we're getting a million people calling us saying, Hey, come list my $5 million house. But it's been great. It's been a great eye opener to help me expose, uh, expose myself to the media world and and becoming a character uh, and becoming, I don't want to use the phrase personality because it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, but the fact that I'm out there, it's got me doing a lot of different things. And it's, it's nice when you walk around and someone says, I know you, no, you don't mm-hmm. Oh, I know you. And then all of a sudden they see the shirt that I wear in every episode. And they're like, you do that food show. Like mm-hmm. we've done like 12 episodes. So how the hell do people know who I am? And then I realized, you know, we're pushing it to people who live in the neighborhood because mm-hmm. we're all about building that community. Um, 
but it, it's it's been it's to, to get back to the point. A lot of times we're, you know, we spend a lot of time on Instagram as a company with all the different channels that we have. And I'm, I catch, I caught myself twice today doing it saying, hey, if you want to see the full episode, go to our Facebook page, click the link in our bio to get there. Realizing that there's a generational gap between Facebook and, and Instagram. And even though they're owned by the same company and there is a lot of crossover, many people who won't go to Facebook. And it made me realize today we've got to do a better job of publishing to the platforms that we're encouraging people to watch us on, uh, yeah. whether it gives us the engagement we want, we got to understand that we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for the viewer yeah. uh, and pushing people away on uh, pushing people on Instagram to go to Facebook. Like that's probably not the best method. So you got to pay attention to what you're doing and realize your mistakes. And I think that is a, that potentially a catastrophic one if we don't fix it soon. Yep. Yeah. Keep them where they are. I mean, if they're on Instagram, that means they're clearly comfortable being there. So why push them someplace else? I, I agree with you hundred percent there. Don't expect people to jump through hoops because you want them to. Unless you're hiring. All right. Different story. That, that, <laughs> there's a give and a take side of it you have to take. And I agree. Listen, we can go on that path. We can go on that path for hours and the uh, understanding your hiring process. And it's very clear in my head because, again, three hours with, with Dean Mercado this week. And we probably spent at least an hour and a half on that an hour on the whole uh 90 day sprint and then the remaining time on random little things uh -huh. so it's nice to know that 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 in the world that i live in there are people who without even trying can hold me accountable to doing what's right as i define it because it's what we how we define it because we got uh -huh. that much in common um so get back to it so talk about the difference between uh, how did you come up with the difference between how between your personal core values and the core values of let, let's just refer to, because you have multiple business things that you're running right now. Let's talk sure. about top class installation for now. Mm -hmm. So first step for me was to figure out and get clear on, on, you know, what I believed in as a person and with top class, I actually have a business partner. So um, Dean sat us down, both of us in his office for a couple of months. And we, we went in there and he got us both clear on what we believed in as individuals and since we're both 50-50 partners in top class installations, what we did was we took the overlapping values and made them the company values. Okay. Okay. That's, that, that was our methodology there. It was a negotiation, basically. Correct. Because, you know, some things that I believed in wholeheartedly, my partner didn't, and it was, it was a give and take. Okay. Okay. Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, Step It Up Academy, which is my coaching program, it's a little different. You know, the, the, the process was, Hey, what do we go? What do we believe in? What, what are non-negotiables for us? And to be a hundred percent transparent with you, and uh, I'm getting known as like the core values expert. I'm still working on the core values for that company. I've got two of four done already. I'm trying to cap my core values to four, just so it's easier for future team members to memorize them. Yes. Because it's important for them to not only hear them, but to truly embrace them and Correct. make it has them to be ingrained in the culture, it has to be ingrained in every fiber of their being, if you're right. asking me. So the two that I have, and these are these are direct crossovers from every other business I have, is communication and profit. Profit will never go away. So I'm in business to make money. Okay. So and if you're not in business to make money, what are you doing? Unless you're a not-for-profit, that's different. So many people are afraid to admit that. I couldn't agree with you more. It is, it is, and, and I'm just as guilty of it. But the word profit is like that dangling participle at the end of the sentence for because 
I look at it and say, if you're running a business, it's assumed that that's what you are, but not discussing it openly. And you know what? I will wholeheartedly make that addition to ours because I believe it in everything we do. And I just had a conversation with a new agent who just literally just came in to give me verbal commitment on joining our company today. Uh, and we talked about it and I looked them right in the face and I said, Dan, at the end of the day, it's all about the profit. You can define how much of it you want or how much of it you need, but you've got to define it some way. And without it, there's no reason to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, 100%. Yeah, you know, I, I went for many, many years working for myself, my first business that I burned into the ground after five years and not making a profit and wondering why I kept smashing my head against the wall. Like, what's going on here? Why, why are we doing this? You know, I'm, I'm up busting my ass working 20, some days, 24 hours and then some and literally getting nowhere. Like, what's the point? You know, at that point, I could I could go and work a job at a, at a fast food place. Uh, a nine to five and, and make more money. Yep. So I, I said to someone, I said, I can't remember who it was, but it was a really interesting conversation, very lighthearted. But I said to someone the other day, you know, I can, if I were to go to work and just work from, from have miserable clients who hate everything about me and what we do, wouldn't it just be better for me to stay home and drink beer and smoke cigars, sit by my pool and go broke as opposed to putting in all these hours to not make enough money. It, it would be, more profitable for me to sit home and do nothing. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why that came up is we were talking about who's the ideal avatar for your company. And I think that's a conversation you and I could take down a very, very long path. And maybe we'll do that in yet another follow-up. Maybe we'll make you a regular guest. You come on every okay. four weeks. We'll have a monthly, a monthly appointment. <laughs> It'd be like going to a shrink from me. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's the way you got to look at it. And I, and I appreciate the fact that you're blunt enough to share that. So, I don't want to overstay my welcome. I want a couple couple more quick things before so I can let you get back to your very, very scheduled life, even if your scheduled time is not work, is on your schedule. Um, I appreciate you making me the last appointment you have for the day, and I love the fact that um, you, you do are so committed to a schedule. Um, you talked about your coaching business, and I believe for every professional, you need to have some type of coaching, even if it's a book that you read over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I, I've started studying a lot of stoicism and I, and I really, I've, I've embraced it. And I've got one of Ryan Holiday's books. It's been on my nightstand for a year and a half and it's literally 366 days mm. uh, where it's a different quote in his interpretation of it. Uh, and I read that one page every day and I've, I'm halfway through with the second time already. Um, and that's part of my schedule and who I am and who I've become. I believe that's part of my coaching. And I have, I've got Dean who does uh, uh, marketing and business coaching for me. I've got a guy by the name of Danny Griffin. I do real estate coaching with, I've, I've got clients of my own who I speak to every, every week or every other week um, to, to be a coach to them. What made you want to get into that business and, and tell me a little bit about, about, about it, about your version of it. Sure. So I didn't know that I wanted to do this as a business at all. It took me getting involved in coaching and helping others. And by doing that and learning, I pretty much, I pretty much realized that um, I loved it. I really did. And it's, it's almost as, as if my passion shifted from the mobile electronics industry, which is what I, I grew up doing. You know, I started as a car audio installer and then transferred to top class installations where we install GPS tracking and dash cameras and commercial trucks, which is, you know, still a business of mine. 
but I lost my passion for the actual technical work. This is why we get along so well. Keep going. I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. So I was like, all right, as I'm going through this process of building my business and working on the business and implementing all the systems and processes, it came to me like, this is cool shit. And I wanted to know more about coaching. So we started hanging around more like people, Mr. Dean Mercado, learning from him, uh, learning from some of the other coaches who have entered my life and seeing how they've structured their programs and seeing what they've been able to do, the impact that they're able to leave upon other people. And then when they leave the right impact, what those other people are able to go out and do and build for themselves. That right there is what I consider just complete power. And the best leaders are not leaders of people. They create better leaders than they were. I yeah. truly believe that. Mm -hmm. I was at dinner last night with um, one of my current coaches and he's like, you know, a lot of people get pissed off when their clients start making more money than them. And he goes, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. He goes, I know what my income is. And he goes, I see all the personal income statements of, of, of my clients because that's part of my coaching program. Like we go over your numbers, hold you accountable to them and, and, and get you, you know, basically get you more. So he goes, you know, these people get mad when their clients start making more money and driving nicer cars than they do. And yet he goes, I don't play that game. He goes, I want you to win so bad that I rather sacrifice some of what I have so you can get more. Yep. When I, so two, two things and I'll, I'll work backwards. When I decided, no, I'll, I'll do it in the other direction. I have been in this game in real estate sales business for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. and I talk about it all the time. I, I truly believe that if I stayed as an active salesperson, I will always be the best salesperson in my own organization, no matter who I hire. That's a blessing and a curse because I'm going to crush the dreams of the people who can't hit the numbers that I'm at and push them away from me. And that's, that's again, a catastrophic flaw. Yeah. But more importantly is I no longer, I love making a difference in the lives of people. And I believe that as in real estate industry, as real estate professionals, we do not buy or sell. You hear real estate agents say all the time, oh, I sold that house. We bought this house. No, you didn't. The people who moved into it bought it. The people who moved out of it sold it. I've sold seven houses in my life. They were all mine. I moved out of every one of them. Um, and, and I came to this realization one day that it's no longer in my best interest for me to even be involved in the sales process on a day-to-day -day basis. And the greatest thing that could happen to my personal business is if the state were to come along tomorrow and yank my real estate license away from me and say, you'll never get it again, because I won't be able to go into the minutiae and the process of it. But where that gives me such great leverage is that I can take my years of experience working with dozens of coaches and spending literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can show you the bills on multiple coaching programs that I've worked with um, and say, it is now my responsibility to help get people to say, this was Dean Miller's best year ever on paper. And mm -hmm. it's my goal. If it's your goal to exceed that, it's my goal to make sure that you not only get one ahead of me, but get a hundred ahead of me. And I, I look at that because I said the same thing. Every person I hire, I I've told my wife a million times, my goal is to make sure everybody who gets a paycheck that's, my, that's signed with my name at the end of the year exceeds, my, exceeds what I can earn if that's what they choose because it's not my job to determine what their goals are. It's my job to help, help them fulfill their goals if that's what they want. 
And I think that's a, that's a huge epiphany. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've never wanted to be in the coaching business. And here I am with people who call me every week and say, we've got to set time and I'll give you a check and we'll do, that's great. But, you know, I do it for selfish reasons. I, I, I'm, I learned more and that's why I started the podcast. It's an easy way for me to say, Hey, let me teach somebody something. Somebody asked me to do something and that's the guest that I'm going to go look for. And that's why I'm so glad we brought you back on, uh, because I think there's a ton of value that I will I'm actually going back and re-listening to every episode we do because I'm writing I'm writing blogs off of it now and 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 podcast notes things like that and I always thought man eh, don't don't go back and be an egotistical sob you don't need to watch yourself um, but the lessons I'm learning from listening to what people pull out of me is really giving me a lot more clarity so I'm glad to see that that's working for you I've got one more question for you before mm-hmm. before we go and then we'll wrap up I promise if you had to. Knowing the book that you got, you hit bestseller on Amazon, you're doing great, you got great sales, you're spreading that message. If you had to, what's the one thing you would add to that book? Um, so I talk a lot about uh, living and dying by a calendar. Uh, it's a little bit in the book too. I probably die a little bit deeper in there. And it can't just be all work. It can't just be all working out. It can't just be all party and can't just be all family like there's there's different areas of life that we need to focus on and i think i would dive in a little bit deeper and go into what i believe are the 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 four main areas of life and this is something that i learned from one of my coaches uh ryan stuman and he basically called he he just wrote a book on it too by the way it's a badass book i'll I'll plug it here for him yep it's a six or a seven dollar book on amazon he keeps it at that price point because he wants to help people and it's called the G code, right? So these are four areas, four main pillars of life that you have to focus on each and every day. Each area, each pillar needs your time each and every day, no matter what. And this is going to, there is no balance in life. I truly believe that, but this is going to keep you somewhat well-rounded. So you're not all over the place. So one of them, the first thing every morning is wake up and be grateful. Start with a grateful mindset. And to me, I write down at least five things that I'm grateful for every morning, okay? Number two, G2 is your genetics. Make sure you put some time into yourself each and every day. And for me personally, the best way to do it is first thing in the morning because otherwise I make up every bullshit excuse you could possibly think of and I don't get it in. I'll do it later, I'll do it when I get back. no, it doesn't happen because by four or five, six o'clock, depending on what day, the, what time the day ends, I walk over to the fridge, grab a beer. And by the time I, I finish the first beer, it's like, I'm not doing a damn thing. I'm done. It's just the way it is. I'm just being completely honest and transparent. You know, um, G3 is your grind. Your grind is the work that you do every day. You have got to put time into your grind every day. And your grind, you can break this down into further different pieces. You know, your grind could be the marketing for your business. It could be the sales. It could be follow-up. It could be uh, hiring and onboarding new team members. It could be, you know, anything within the realm of owning your business. And it, your grind doesn't have to be only for business owners. That could be you going into your nine-to-five job every day. Mm-hmm. You've got to show up and you've got to go there and put the time in to ensure that your grind produces the finances that you need in order to live. And finally, the most important part is, is we call it a, a G4. And this is your group. You got to put time into your group each and every day. Okay. And your group, again, just like every one of these areas, your group can get broken down. So your group is your, your team, your employees, it's your coworkers, 
It's your family. And your I mean, listen, we can you can even break family down deeper. Is it your immediate family? Is it your mom and dad? Is it your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins? And also your friends. And one thing that um, that I've learned, and this is this is real important. You need to be a better friend to your friends than they are to you. Oh, preach, my friend. Preach yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Yep. Because we you, get busy. You know, you, people you don't call each other. I'm too busy. I got too much shit going on. Well, just because your friend didn't call you and didn't reach out to you doesn't mean that they don't care or love you. Yep. There is no doubt about that. It, it's, you know, it's that 5149 mentality. If you walk into every, there are no partnerships. Somebody's always got to give more than the other. There will be times where you have a moment of weakness where you'll need more from the other party. And that's when you're entitled to ask for it, but you, you're not entitled to it. You're entitled to ask and that's it. I love it. It, it is always, it, it is always a pleasure to have conversations with you. I'm glad we got to do it in this format because I, I think there are so many people out there who, who need and deserve to hear your message and these conversations. And I hope like, as always, I hope there's one person who got one second of value out of this and, that becomes a huge win for me. Uh, I can't thank you enough for your time as always. Again, I, I would love to have these conversations more and more often um, because I, I just think there's so much, there's so much brilliance that comes out of, out of a good conversation. Not to say that either of us is brilliant, but somebody out there who may hear this could, could it could be, you know, that's why we do it. It could be life altering for anybody yeah. or it could listen. It could just be a couple of people sitting around using a couple four letter words and talking about beer and bourbon. I'm okay with that. Too. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I want to thank I want to thank you again for your time. You're you're a gentleman. You're a class act, um, and, and you're you're just good people. And, and I, I love what you're doing, and I love everything that you brought of value to me. Uh, tell people where they can learn more about you, your book, your programs, and what you're doing. Sure. Well, first off, thank you so much for the kind words, and it's it's a mutual feeling, my friend. Um, so the the best way to find me, you can find me all over social media at uh, Thomas Keenan. Uh, there's no H in my name. It's T-O-M-A-S. It's Tomas, to be honest with you, or to, that's the proper pronunciation. Um, uh, Website-wise, go to thomaskeenan.com or go to stepitupacademy.com, and you can find all of my current uh, online courses and coaching products there. Fantastic. And and I, again, I don't say this because he's a friend of mine. His his website, his book, there there is a ton of valuable information for anybody who's willing to put in a little bit of effort uh pay attention read a little bit and ask for help because he's got plenty of it there dude as always thank you so much enjoy that beautiful texas weather and that wonderful family of yours it was great seeing you again that 75 hard did you some good it looks like you're fading away you need to have a burger or two on <laughs> i'm gonna have one tonight don't you worry <laughs> you're getting too skinny my friend you're gonna have to start growing the beard sideways to fill yeah. it out you look great and again thank you so much for everybody out there listening thank you so much for giving us your time and your attention it is truly appreciated uh the fact that you give us even a moment of your of your time is is so important to us and i am so eternally grateful for it if there's anything we can do if you have guests for pod for our future upcoming episodes if you've got questions as always you could find me dean miller on instagram and on facebook dean miller real estate everywhere else or just comment dm i'm all over social media just like tom i answer my own messages my own dms i don't have somebody offshore answering it and coming up with some crazy comments it's all me so be careful if you, you you're going to get what you asked for tom thanks always great seeing you my friend thanks Everybody, have a fantastic day and this is yet another episode of opportunity knocks thanks for tuning in